0: Ladies gentlemen, welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast with your host, Isabel Ross. As a personal trainer, accredited endurance coach, and now podcast host, Isabel is bringing you the best advice, tips, and tricks for health and athletics. She has two Australian trail championships, a 24-hour track race, six-foot track marathon, and has represented Australia three times at the long-distance mountain running world championships. I mean, I guess you could say ain't no valley high or mountain low that she can't run, right? I mean, it's the other way around. Anyways, let's just say she knows a thing or two about running. Did I mention that Isabel has raced all over the world, including participating in the notorious Barkley Marathons? So, yeah, she knows her stuff. You'll be sure to get all your questions answered and maybe even a runner's high just by listening to the Advice and Good Vibes of the Peak Endurance Podcast. So you like running, but you're feeling pain or irritation and you can't enjoy it like you once did. Or worse, your performance has taken a big hit. Now you're reminiscing on the good times where the wind blew past your ears. Nature looked lovely as you passed it. What are you waiting for? Go and visit the specialist at Health and High Performance. With the latest in technology and a wealth of experience, the team at Health and High Performance can help you with all your running injury and performance needs. Let's get you back to doing something you love with the results you're capable of. Head over to healthhp.com.au slash run. Or you can find them on Instagram at healthhighperformance. Health and High Performance are located in Mount Albert, Melbourne, but are available for telehealth appointments not only australia wide but also around the world. So contact them now on their website to find out more.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Today, Ron joins me.
2: Hello. How are you?
1: <laughs> and they're all answering, Very good. Cool We're one. really good. We're so awesome. We aren't running at the moment, so we are having an awesome time. Um, speaking of running, Ron, how's your running going?
2: My running's going really well. Um, I've started to build up some decent kilometers. Mm. Um, I'm feeling really good. Um,
1: You've been doing regular 100km weeks. How yeah. many, about how many have you been doing now?
2: I think I'm probably at around seven or eight yep. in a row.
1: And when was the last time prior to this that you did 100k weeks?
2: Oh, back when I was originally training for my first 100, um, which was GAL back in 2018, um, I hit maybe two. Or maybe three, but they and weren't did, consistent. How, yeah, were like, and
1: how did you feel after those? Oh,
2: I was wrecked. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't sustain it.
1: So what do you think has been the difference this time? The awesome coach you've got?
2: Yes, obviously obviously <laughs> the awesome coach. Um, And, you know, once again, the whole reason why I got a coach in the first place was to get consistency. And yeah. that's exactly what I've got. And
1: that's what we've done with your training is we've um, built you up to be able to run 100k weeks, you can't just jump to that. So we no. built you up, you know, regular 60 kilometer weeks, 70 kilometer weeks, 80 kilometer weeks, you know, with some rests in between. Obviously, it's yeah. you know, we did do that, but slowly built you up to 100k weeks. It wasn't a huge, um, like you probably did inconsistent jumps, which is why it wrecked you. Yeah. <clears throat> now it's almost become just normal for you.
0: That's right. And that's what
1: we want to do mm-hmm. is we want to normalize. Um, that kind of distance for you because, um, you know, we've got the 65K at Wonderland, but we've also got the 100K in um, Canberra, in Canberra yep. which for me is a training run for the miler. But for you, that's... You well, know, that, that'll
2: be my biggest run in... Since three, 2018. Or early 2019, I did another 100. I did Duncan's that's right. um, 100 in early 2019. Um, yep. So that, that was the last... You know, really big run that I've done. So, um, yeah. When in so,
1: 2019 was that? Oh, I
2: think it was March or no. February 2019. Oh, okay, it was quite early.
1: Yeah. Okay. I thought it was at a different time of year. No.
2: Um. Or not. Not that time. Um.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, um, now we've got you regularly doing that, and and I think I mean, like, how did you feel after Duncan's at the time? Was
2: oh, I was wrecked. Um, my. Um, I really.
1: You were pretty much injured after. I that was
2: uh, my by the time I wasn't I his coach that, then. <laughs> no, you weren't. By the time I finished that race, my feet and my ankles, you know, were wrecked. I, I pretty much had to walk it in because I couldn't yeah. couldn't yeah. run anymore.
1: And do you think that that's going to be such an issue this time?
2: No, I don't think so. Um, because I'm, you know, in all my long runs, you know, we're we're pretty much logging long runs every week, and yeah. I'm not having any of those issues
1: yeah so 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 this is i mean i suppose you know we're talking about this because i hope people are interested but also it's just a testament to um developing consistency in your um training and and building up slowly like this has taken you to get to this it's taken you two years
2: that's right to get to
1: regular 100k weeks and and i think sometimes people think that you can just jump up but if you're wanting to avoid injury especially when you're um less young like us you've got to build up slower yep um so you know it's it's just really important consistency cannot be um overrated enough or whatever I don't know what I'm trying to say
2: and every those times when I did get up around 100ks I was always having trouble with my calves or my ankles yeah you know it was just a constant battle
1: yeah and now now you're fine
2: now I'm fine yeah yeah yep
1: good excellent um and obviously my training is going pretty well um you know and what I've been listening to on podcasts is Ron as I've said before Ron got me onto the short history of and I just wanted to bring up everybody I listened to the short history of the Spartans which you listen to too and I find it interesting that there was a race that the Spartans had to do where um they were given some water at the start of the race that they had to put in their mouth hold in their mouth do the race and then to prove that they had finished the race they had to spit the water out did you get from it how long the race was i don't remember no, hearing that they didn't say remember. that but i thought what an awesome challenge that would be
2: so, <laughs> to race
1: hard like they were racing hard yep. and then to keep that water in your mouth
2: so next week's challenge is, yeah. it, is a 10k run
1: yep at race pace at, effort at race
2: pace effort, with water in your mouth with the a
1: mouthful of water the whole way no swallowing it or spitting it out <laughs> And getting to the end.
2: No, yeah, no, no swallowing and then taking another sip halfway through.
1: Yeah, you can't refuel. No <laughs> yeah, so um, it'll put the um, tortilla challenge or whatever that is to, to shame. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's something I've been watching. Yeah. Look it up, people. Um, look up um, Kevin Hart and um, The Rock doing the um, Tortilla. Is it the Tortilla? Is it called Tortilla over there? I
2: think it is. Yeah, yeah. the
1: Tortilla Challenge. Absolutely hilarious. Anyway, enough about us. Um, Let's talk about us. No, enough about us. Let's talk about poles. Now, um, everybody knows that I am a big believer in using poles in um, training and racing because poles deload your legs. You're climbing the hills and you're using your arms to help Pull you up the mountain and they kind of drag you up, and they also, you know, um, give you four points of contact with the ground. So, A, you're more stable, B, you're using your upper body to help you, not just your legs. And um, on the downhills, they can help to deload um, as well, and um, they just help you um, navigate tricky terrain on the flats you can really get into a good rhythm with your running obviously it's not with every footfall but like every second or third they really help now when we met Ron you would never use poles had you no
2: i hadn't i hadn't even haven't hadn't really seen anyone use them and they were just weren't even on my radar
1: yeah and so obviously me being you know a poles advocate i um bought you some for christmas yes or something like that yeah i tried
2: I, first of all i just tried you know tried them on i uh, had to, on, i had some a yeah. spare pair
1: didn't i and not were, lecky yeah. no they were adjustable a, yeah adjustable ones so ron could use them um and you yeah. liked them didn't you yeah i did yeah i didn't no, just I, buy them for you i didn't no. do a homestead <laughs> and buy a <your> bowling ball <laughs> <laughs>
2: no you didn't i did use them and want to use them more so. yeah
1: yeah so um you know, I, I got you the good lucky ones. Yeah. And um, just talk to everyone about what you have experienced and noticed when using poles.
2: Um, well, one thing, you know, that we have done in our training is um, every now and then we'll go through a um, a set where we're looking for lots of climbing, like at the yeah. moment where, um, you know, every, every second week we're trying to hit, you know, lots of... Uh, yeah. And um, without using the poles, I, I just couldn't keep up with you. I, you know, after after a thousand meters of climbing, that's you know pretty much where I'm tapping out and yeah, you know, you're leaving me f- for dead.
1: So what? Where have you noticed it? Is it in? Why do you feel I that? I think
2: it, I think it's because it's sharing the load. So, mm. um, so. I am definitely getting faster at climbing up the hills but I'm also I think the bigger payoff is the fact that I can go further.
1: Yeah, and without
2: being fatigued. Without much.
1: being fatigued. And and yeah. that's that's the key. Like I was once um climbing a hill using my poles and I was hiking, hiking fast, and there was a guy in front of me running. Now I was keeping pace with him, so we were doing the same pace but I can tell you right now who was using more energy and who would fatigue earlier. And that's the person that was running. So although I wasn't going faster than him per se, if it had been a race and quite frankly, it was, I was racing him. He didn't know it, Mm -hmm. um, but um, you know, um, he was really huffing and puffing to get up this steep hill. And I was not so much, even though I was working, but I know if it had been a race later on in the race, he would have been, so fatigued if crashed and burned and that's when I would have overtaken him and I think that's what it does is it measures your energy much better so you don't burn all your matches on the first Mm -hmm. few heels and then you have nothing left um how did you find it when you first started Mm -hmm. in your upper body
2: well I think
1: um
2: in my opinion I wasn't really using them quite um, to correctly. Their, yeah, correctly to well, or to their best advantage. So the the I guess the common thing is you pick up your poles and you know they become almost just carrying sticks. Mm. So,
1: and that's something I always talk about in my clinics, as you know, is really pushing them down. You should be able to see yeah. a little divot in the dirt from where you've pushed down and, and I, I talked about that with you too like yeah you, you don't want to just have the sticks there flapping around in the breeze mm-hmm. you need to actually use them and you need to push down and push and pull um but yeah. how did you feel within your upper body like did you get sore arms at all yeah once you started using them? yeah
2: the, the first couple of times i um i did start feeling you know not so, not really, sore, just fatigued, like by yeah. the end of the run, I'd be fatigued in my in my um triceps and shoulders, yeah, so um you know, when I get to the bottom of the hill, you know, the next hill, and you know that first couple of steps up, you know you, you can, feels like the poles are weighing you know five kilos each, <laughs> um
1: but we've also like i mean, I know you did weights before me, but before you met me, yeah. but I've sort of got you on a more um specific yes. program for yep. running um, and i try to as you know when we've talked about it and I'm, I'm trying to figure out new exercises and i'm always trying to say think how they can replicate with using poles because yep. i'm always trying to think of new exercises for mm. my clients um, so do you find those specific sort of um yes exercises have helped yeah. with that strength work wise yep
2: most definitely um, we do when we're in the gym we do put a bit of emphasis on you know, shoulders and pulling, pulling down. So, you know,
1: and the back work, yeah.
2: Using, using core to pull, you know, to pull weights down rather than lifting weights.
1: Yeah. And, um, so, and, and what about going downhill? Have you felt that they've helped you on the downhills and if so, high?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, just in fact, when we were out, um, not this last weekend past, but the weekend before, and we were, you know, in our local hills around the Dandenongs. Um and there is there's a trail that um, it's a well known trail called Dodds, which mm. is which is well known for being very steep and rocky, and rocky, quite technical. And um, the poles, I find the poles going down there are just as useful as going up. Yeah. Um, I really, I really, you know, have come to you know almost rely on them just to keep my balance. They help you to lean forward a little bit because, um, you know, when you're running down a a steep technical um, track, your tendency is to lean back, which then creates sliding and, you know. uh,
1: And really puts the brakes on Yeah,
2: puts the brakes on. So Mm -hmm. using poles actually helps you to lean forward a little bit and lean into the the downhill. Yeah. um, While also... You know focusing on you know on on the trail you know where you're putting the poles where you're putting your feet it really helps you to focus
1: yeah and, and that's it it, it does it, it does create a focus for you which I mm-hmm. also find on the flats is if you're looking to where to put your poles and you're looking you know that meter ahead of where to put your feet where to put the poles you're really cognizant of the entire trail yep. um and you're being more specific about paying attention mm. which means that you can go faster for a because you're more aware of what's happening and b because you're putting the poles in the correct spots yeah. and 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 deloading the legs because how yeah. often is it that you run downhill and you smash your quads out? if you're using the poles <clears throat> you are helping to deload on the downhills hills as well
2: that's right Yep.
1: and and i have to say watching you on dying hills like you you're you know uh, the, ma- the, the student has surpassed the master. <laughs> like you make me look like a beginner sometimes, you know, like seriously, mm. you can go so fast and you're, oh, I'm just in awe with the tapping mm. of the poles and it's just like, you know, I'm a little bit, oh, that's not fair. <laughs> um, but it's true, which just goes to show that we all find a certain area that we can, you know, become experts at and you certainly have mm. run with it, pardon the pun. <laughs> Um with the poles in, on downhills, I find you've really nailed that technical skill.
2: And I actually enjoy it. I, yeah. I enjoy, you know, being able to feel like I'm, you know, actually using the poles properly and, you know, that they're they're actually an advantage to what I'm doing. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not just carrying a useless bit of carbon fiber yeah you know
1: know, because everyone wants a little bit of extra to carry with them (laughs)
2: i'm actually using them you know as to to my advantage
1: and 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 i we do you see that you know everyone sees that you know people who carry their poles and never use them like i was at um wandy cross and we're climbing one of the big first hills and this woman had the poles in her pack and and she wasn't using them yeah um and i went up to her and said why aren't you using your poles she goes oh yeah i know that would help but I couldn't be bothered getting them out. <laughs> so I stood there for 10 minutes and I know I shouldn't be bothered getting them out. That was so hard to get out of her, um that crossbow thing. Yeah, on this, yeah. You know, that's why I don't yeah. like that. So I helped her get the poles out, you know, 10 yeah. minutes later, um, because they were jammed in. So I get it. But seriously, if you've got your poles, have mm. them somewhere accessible, like on the Solomon packs rather than using that quiver, you know, there's straps at the bottom yeah. of it. That's right. You know, just over your hips and it's so easy. Mm. Um, and personally, I just like to keep them in my hands because yeah. um because you can use them on uphills, downhills, and on the flats. Mm-hmm. Now talk to people about your experiences with them on the flats.
2: Yeah, I um, particularly when you're running undulating type trails, they're they're just as handy when you're um, you know, after you climb, you don't need to put them put them away straight away because they they actually give you a bit of a a breather once you yeah. actually start to you know start running along the flat they actually give your legs a bit of a break yeah and you know and also it actually takes your mind off um you know how things are feeling you know you you, you you've got something else to concentrate yeah you're focusing on you know getting your rhythms right and you know not tripping over your poles which is you know an issue for me (laughs) (laughs) um and so it actually takes your mind off other things and and helps you to you know focus in on what you're doing
1: and and you know whether you're on you know on the trail or sometimes you'll be on a bitumen but the tap tap tapping
2: yeah
1: I find certainly when I'm deep into an ultra and it's getting late and yeah it it Mm. gives me it's almost like a meditation you know like how they say to focus on your breathing yeah to to focus the mind well for me I'll focus on the tapping of the poles and and getting into that rhythm and once you get into that rhythm it's almost like and like mm. you say, you're deloading the legs. It's almost like you're skimming over the top of the ground right. yeah. rather than, you know, running per se. And, mm. and I just find it really helpful. I mean, it doesn't last forever and you need to swap in a night of using that. Yeah. But I think for certain aspects, it really does. Now, obviously, on really rocky terrain and really rocky climbs, poles aren't necessarily the best things because they don't grip on, on that sort of supine, stuff. Yeah. yeah. But um, if you're using, you know, dirt, if you're using dirt, if you're running on dirt, then Mm -hmm. using poles is awesome. Just make sure the tips that you've taken the rubber off the tips, you've got the little metal tips, um, they are much more effective. And also just check your poles occasionally. I did um, (laughs) wonder why my poles kept slipping, and that's because the metal tips had fallen out somehow and I'd worn the rubber right down, which just goes to show I'd been really using my poles. Um, but one ended up significantly shorter yes, than the other, which that's was right.
2: no one else. It wasn't salvageable. No, it was not salvageable. It was, it was a good five centimetres shorter. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, but um, so so that's, you know, using poles. And um, for yourself, I know the first, when I first started um, using poles, the one thing I was concerned by was, you know, eating. Because that's always my biggest concern is eating. Yeah. And yeah, um, Eating while carrying poles, how have you found that?
2: Well, I'm not the world's best eater as it is. No, I know. Um, I'm constantly having to be reminded. Reminded,
1: it. yes. Um, In but, a really nice way too, yes. may I say. <laughs> okay.
2: Um, but one thing for me is i they're not really... It's not really an issue for me because I certainly can't eat while I'm climbing. Yes, uh, no. And I, you
1: generally probably not the best time it's the best time yeah. is to on a downhill shove it in your gob and then go down the downhill.
2: yeah well for, well, for me it's generally once i've finished climbing then i'll stop and yeah but eat. in the race you're I'm, not going to stop because i am yeah i i if I'm i not try stopping and, in the race for you to eat if i try and eat while i'm moving you know at, at um you know you a, can a actually eat on I, am. Climb. I, I feel like i'm going to collapse because i can't breathe
1: yeah um there is an art to eating and breathing which you are yet to master master. and i've tried to teach you because i can do i can eat breathe and talk all at the one time yeah
2: and also drink water (laughs) um but but i yeah i i just i i really struggle to eat and keep moving at the same time and i'm
1: sure other people are the same but what you have to do is put both poles in one hand and stagger them um so that you can still use one pole but yeah. they're staggered so because if you have them both they're going to be yeah. like chopsticks and it's yeah. not going to work so if you stagger them that's another mm-hmm. thing i teach and we go over in my pole skills clinic um so you know we actually properly go over it and all yeah. of these skills that we're talking about we go over in the pole skills clinic yeah. now um obviously i was the one who kind of explained to you how to use that did you find the way I explained did help you.
2: Absolutely. Um, I mean, I I remember the first time I tried to climb up, you know, using the poles, I was all over the place. I couldn't get my um, rhythm like I was left, right, right, left, you yes, know, and that's on foot and awesome. hand. And you know, it, it took me quite a while to actually be able to have my hands
1: keep up with my feet. Yeah. And know? that's and that's what I often find with people who come to these mm. clinics is, and please don't be embarrassed if you're all the same way, is for some reason, you can run coordinated, but as soon as you put poles in people's hands, they lose the coordination. Yeah. So that's something we work on. Um, yeah. And and although you know I do teach in the clinics, it's really important for people to go away from the clinic and practice yeah. because practice is the best thing, and that's what we do. Yep,
2: yeah. and now and I barely even have to think about it, it just no. you know, yeah, it comes quite I naturally. have to
1: say, you have picked it up super well, like honestly. Um, and that's why Ron comes along to the clinic and does help out as well. Um, but
2: mostly I take photos. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, yeah event photographer. Yes. Um, but in saying that, as much as we love the use of the poles, and I have to say, I think you almost love them more than me now, because... Yeah. On Saturday, when we were planning to go up to Miranda Dam, I said poles or no poles, and you're like poles, and I'm like I'm no poles. No poles. We're gonna, you know, <laughs> not use poles today because it is still um, important to work on the leg strength purely without poles. So yeah. if that were, if I could recommend it to you, it'd be like every third run. Third hilly run, hmm. do it with eight poles. And, and what you'll find also is it will really teach you the benefits because where are we not saying, oh my God, oh. this would be so much easier with poles. Yep. We'd be so much quicker.
2: Absolutely. Yep. And it
1: really brings home to you what a difference it makes. Now, also when people climb hills, they often lean forward and push down on their knees. And what you'll find when you compare the two is with the poles, you're much more upright, which enables you to breathe much deeper and easier and certainly do the belly breathing easier. Hmm. A lot harder to do belly breathing, which is the best kind of breathing when you're leaning forward. Pushing off your knee. Um, so, but I still recommend people to not use the poles every single hilly run to occasionally do without them because you never know in the race your pole could snap. It's happened to me before. Um, so you know, you've got to be prepared and able to not have to use them if necessary, though God knows. It's horrible without them when but that happens.
2: Plus, it's just good training. Training yeah. is training and and you know, training it's not the race. training your legs, you know, at any time is, you know, good training. Yeah. So um, you know the what makes using poles during a race, you know, advantageous is if your legs are already strong and you're actually yeah helping them along with the poles you that's know, right you know? the poles
1: should not be doing once again not doing all the work yeah. or your upper body because your upper body is smaller than your legs yeah. um, they are helping yeah and 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 in saying that in talking about strength i think also people need to understand how important strength work is and that that's something they've really got to work on as well because especially if you're using poles you do need to strengthen your upper body you can't just expect to use your poles once a week or once a fortnight and get strong arms that way. It's just not going to happen. So you need to be doing that in the gym, strong legs, lots of step-ups, lots of lunges, lots of squats um, to strengthen your legs for this sort of action and, and using quite heavy weights if you can. But once again, build up to it. Yeah. You can't just suddenly bust out the heavy weights or you won't, A, won't be able to run the next day and B, mm-hmm. you might injure yourself. Yeah um so you know i mean these are obviously all services i provide but you know you don't have to come to me just you need to work on these things and with the poles as well like we said you can't just um try, you know expect to use them straight away perfectly mm. you know it is um a learned skill that needs to be worked on especially on downhill, so that you don't trip yourself over because they mm. can be a little bit sketching on the downhill if you're not 100% sure and, on how to use them.
2: And if, you know, I am living proof that you know for many years I was I'm a runner. I just run and that's all I do. And yeah. I can absolutely categorically tell you that you plateau you you get to a point and that's as far as you're going to get without without doing extra work in mm. the gym um uh it, you just won't improve past the point um you know working on working on your techniques working on your um i don't know isabel's more technical than i am with you know with um drills drill yeah drills and action specific training in the gym yeah so functional
1: training that actually um works on the specific muscles that you use in running and sort of the specific motions that you use in running so you know and and it's just so important. Um, and, you know, we start to lose muscle mass once we hit our early 30s. Oh, will we? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, it's going to happen no, one I day. <laughs> I know. So much to look forward yes, to. Yes, that's right. I can't wait till that happens. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it's if you're in your late 20s or early 30s thinking, oh, well, it doesn't matter for me yet, yeah it actually does and you want to start mitigating the losses now um so that when you're as young as us <laughs> it's not so bad and and like seriously um i think i for my age i think i'm fairly strong and and that is because once again consistency in the weight room like i don't go to the gym once every three weeks and think mm. oh that'll do and mm. oh, i couldn't be bothered and oh, you know last thursday i really didn't want to go to gym but I made myself because I knew I know how important it is and I felt better after and it was great yeah. and I'm glad I did and you know it's yeah. just really important mm, all nice. of it and like you say it's everything it's it's the running it's the training for the hiking it's the strength work core work um the stretching yeah well Ron
2: <laughs> I'm not I'm not completely there yet I'm not no, the, well, I'm not you're the perfect a
1: athlete one day you will stretch <laughs> Um my,
2: my stretching consists of watching getting is- things off the high <laughs> shelves for me. and watching Isabel stretch. Yes,
1: that's pretty much it. <laughs> um but you know I've only been like when we first met, I wasn't really I wasn't yeah. stretching, was I? But I no, um not, not I just consistently. Was not consistently. I was just getting so many aches and pains. But we should do another podcast on stretching another time, so yes. we won't go into that now. All I want to say is. If you are doing long, long races, ultras that involve any sort of hills or mountains, you really should be using poles. They're not cheating sticks in spite of what other people say or some people say. They definitely are not. Um, If they were, they'd be banned. That's right. And they're not because they're perfectly legitimate. And it's
2: only only cheating if you're the only one that's allowed to use them.
1: That's right. Right. Um, so not cheating it's it's sensible and it um, saves you so that you can finish the race you know really makes a huge difference so if you are interested I have my last pole skills clinic for the year this Saturday August the 20th in (laughs) sorry uh, in, in the Dandenong Ranges on the Baronia side or the Frenchry Galley side. Um, so yes, two o'clock. Get onto the website, peakendurancecoaching.com.au. Go to the shop and you will find the skills clinic there. Get on board because like I said, it's the last one for the year. I might, I'll maybe do another one next year before um, Oscars and yeah, that. Mm.
2: It is well worth it. It's, yeah, a, it's a very, very handy skill to have. Yeah,
1: if you're doing the Alpine Challenge or GSER, or Bulla, you're going to want to use polls. And, yeah. you know, if you're doing Oscars and Archie's, you're going to want to use polls. Absolutely. So to, you know, the, the, the next poll, it will be probably, you know, when's Oscars February.
0: Yeah.
1: It'll be before then, but not long before then. So if you want to get on board now, go to the website, like I said, I'll put the link in the show notes. Um. Anyway, thank you for joining us today. Any final words for the people listening? Oh, Sorry, I was just playing with the elastic band and it just broke. Yeah.
2: <laughs> mm, yes? No, I, I just enjoy your training and yep. mi- mix it up. Um, don't get stuck in a rut.
1: Yeah, like you know, sometimes we go off and do bouldering. That's right. Um, we want to go and do ninja park.
2: Yeah, and our and our next big plans for adventures is um, we're gonna talk. We're gonna we're gonna try and get into some fast packing. Yeah, that's our next.
1: Yeah, and once again, you need adventure. to be strong in so, the back and everything yeah. for that. You know, so, yeah, fast packing. Um, if anyone's got any equipment they can lend us
2: and, and before maybe, we spend up big. Maybe a little bit of advice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> nah, who <laughs> needs advice? <Oof>. That's
2: right. <laughs>
1: um, Yes, do let us know if you're experienced with um, fast packing and maybe we could even do a podcast on fast packing after we've had a bit yeah. of a go at it. Yeah. Um, but, yes, we are looking at – we don't want to have to spend a fortune on equipment to start with. So, um yeah, yeah we'll see what we can do. But, yes. Let us know about your experiences with fast packing and we'll maybe do a podcast on that soon. Hmm. Thank you for joining us again. Yes, we hope you're enjoying your runs. Have fun. It's meant to be fun.
2: It is. You know. We do this because we love it.
1: We do it because we love it, which is what Ron tells me when I'm saying, <laughs> why am I doing this? He goes, because you love it. <laughs> no, I do Uh Yes, I do. I love it all the time. Yeah. Um, even when I don't. No, no, we do. We do. And, you know, we're so lucky here having so many good trails around. Yeah. So why wouldn't you all righty till next time everybody when we will speak to you again have a great week day minute goodbye bye Hey, me again. I just wanted to remind you to go to peakchocolate.com.au to get 15% off at checkout using the code Ross, all caps, no spaces, to get the most delicious chocolate going. Honestly, can't speak highly of it enough. I love it. Um, the rest chocolate at night and the energy or focus chocolate during the day with caffeine. Honestly, they keep me going during the day. They are great. Just such a tasty treat. Get on board. You will be glad you did. See ya.